Welcome to the Bank Leader Link Podcast, sponsored by BOK Financial Institutions Group. The team at BOK, based in Milwaukee, is comprised of experienced bankers who have focused their entire careers on servicing community banks in the Midwest. BOK Financial Institutions Group provides services designed over several decades to specifically meet the evolving needs of your community bank. With BOK, financial institutions are not just getting one skilled, experienced investment professional, rather, they are getting the benefit of a whole team of professionals who have a proven track record so you can be confident in the services and advice you receive. BOK offers solutions which result in long-term partnerships. They are a great partner for the IBA and for many banks. Look for the BOK team at the next IBA event you attend or reach out to BOK Financial Institutions Group at 866-440-6515 to start a conversation. Now to introduce the host of the Bank Leader Link podcast, Randy Holkman, President and CEO of the Illinois Bankers Association. Listen to industry experts share the links you've been missing to prepare yourself for the future of banking. Welcome and thank you for joining the Bank Leader Link. Uh, we are so grateful that you joined us today. My name is Randy Holtgren. I am the host of Bank Leader Link and also serve as president and CEO of the Illinois Bankers Association. It is my great privilege to be with a, a wonderful guest today. Chad Knutson is uh, the president, CISO, and partner of SBS Cybersecurity. It is uh, an incredible cybersecurity firm that really is focused on financial institutions. It's been serving financial institutions since I think it's 2004. And uh, Chad, I'd have to say you're the first person I've talked to today with all of these designations. I love it. I come from federal government, worked before doing this. Uh, so Chad is CISSP, CRISC, CISA, and CDPSE. Wow. Uh, a lot of initials uh, that uh, are, are fantastic, a lot of work, but really what it means is you know what you're talking about, and you are there to be able to help your customers, banks, financial institutions to navigate this incredibly difficult, challenging process of uh, cybersecurity, of wanting to use awesome technology, but making sure that information is safe. So thanks for joining us. I wonder if you could just uh, give a little bit about your background, what got you interested in this, and, and how you started the company. Thanks, Randy, for, for having me, and I look forward to uh, sharing a little information. Uh, cybersecurity is definitely my passion. It's um, technology has always been an interest to me. And, and um, as I was young and developing my career and going to school, uh, you know, cyber really became kind of a, a information security back then was less, less uh, fun word, but um, you know, became a real big interest of mine. Uh, SBS is yeah, I've been around for about 17 years. I've, I've been here since the beginning and uh, we started out working with associations just like just like yours, and and uh, they were working to bring information to the banks on this GLBA thing, and uh, how to handle the security part of it. So that's you know really some of our early on work was uh, uh, on the education side. Education has been a big part of of what we do. So sharing 
uh, a message like today is is super exciting and, and, and a big 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 aspect of how we want to get out and help people make better decisions about cybersecurity. So I've had the chance to be everything at SBS uh, over my years. Uh, they used to let me do penetration testing back in the day. And now I need help getting my Zoom meeting going myself. But uh, it, uh, yeah, I've, you know, we've have IT auditors, consultants, um, you know, we work in a lot of different avenues of, of cybersecurity. So I look forward to, to the discussion today. Well, we appreciate it. And again, we're so grateful for SBS. Cybersecurity is a wonderful partner of the Illinois Bankers Association. And again, feel like it is a, such important discussion to have, but also solutions to be providing uh, to banks throughout Illinois. But you also, I know, serve customers all over the country and have physical branches, I think, in uh, South Dakota and Little Rock, Arkansas, Nashville, Tennessee, but then people really stationed all over the country. Is that right? Yeah, actually, uh, and we have employees in 15 states and uh, we know remote work real well. So it's, uh, <laughs> uh, we have, we work with institutions in, in all of the 50 states, but um, one, I believe. So, yes. That's great. I feel like this topic is one of those that uh, is scary uh, for a lot of banks and a lot of boards and a lot of uh, CEOs of banks and uh, leaders of again, navigating uh, so many of the challenges and the reality that the, the threats are growing. I wondered if you could just talk a little bit about what we might expect over in the next months that are coming, finishing up this year, going into the next year as far as cyber security uh, and what your perspective is on some of the changes that might be coming. Yeah, absolutely. So, and, and the more time you spend understanding the issues and challenges, um, you know, the, the better you'll feel prepared uh, for some of these issues as we move forward too. And, um, you know, so I think about, you know, this time of year, uh, you know, we just had October is Cybersecurity Awareness Month, and it's, it's perfectly positioned throughout the calendar year, getting people to think about cybersecurity and, and, and how to integrate it into their lives, moving into the holiday season. So the things that uh, I look for, you know, forward to Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's are also real big opportunities for cybercrime. Mm -hmm. And, and we, I think as people just get so busy and so we're more distracted and it's just easier to make mistakes in a lot of those situations. So the, I guess the heads up for, for the next few months would be, you know, de definitely watch your phishing emails coming in uh, you're all waiting for those Christmas presents so you can wrap them for the kids. And all of a sudden you get a UPS can't deliver a package email. Need you to open this attachment and boom, now you're the victim of ransomware or, or something like that. So uh, just being mindful that uh, hackers are opportunistic. And when we're distracted or when we're busy with the holiday season is a great opportunity. So you'll just slow down, take your time and think about you know, that email before you take action on it. And, um, you know, I, I would think after the first of the year, I mean, they, they don't go away, but it's, it's kind of a cyclical, uh, you know, set of issues that we run into this time of year. So be mindful that they're leveraging, um, you know, different scams around the holiday timeframe and, uh, you know, just be on your, on your guard. And, and if you're too busy, uh, you know, don't, don't check your email. Don't uh, be tempted by the situation. So, yeah, no, that's great. 
rolling into that with uh, New Year coming 2022, uh, just right around the corner. I can't believe it. Uh, but I'm wondering what you think some of the biggest cybersecurity challenges over the next year might be. So beyond just the next couple months, what, what, what do you think we're going to see uh, as uh, some of the biggest challenges ahead? Yeah, well, and and, and uh, boy, if we had done this last year, I, I'd have missed a couple. So uh, <laughs> it's definitely not a crystal ball, but the, the things we are seeing are easier to predict, uh, you know, as far as issues for, for financial institutions in particular. Uh, you know, we're all looking at more technology. We're all looking to expand markets and grow and be competitive. And, and, and technology is an essential part of of our future in banking. So it's it's something we embrace as a company. I mean, it's easy to scare people away from technology as a security guy. You know, we can get pretty paranoid, but uh, you know, these are good initiatives that we're taking on, but understanding with any new technology we put in place, you know, the criminals are looking at this as the next opportunity for them. And sometimes we, we get it right. Sometimes like I uh, remember when uh, merchant capture first rolled out, you know, boy, the fraud was going to be crazy and, and never really materialized like we were anticipating. So, uh, you know, as we roll new things out in 2022, you know, keep a, keep a close eye on your new online account opening system. You know, we're, we see plenty of credential stuffing attacks uh, against web platforms and, and that's a, a ripe target for, for that that can lead to account access and other issues. Uh, so, you know, really anything externally facing, we've seen a lot of VPN attacks. I expect those to, to continue it next year with us, you know, maybe still doing more remote work and, and really relying on those VPN connections um, you know, make sure that they're locked down, patched and safe. But, uh, you know, on the threat side of it, you know, ransomware, it's been such a rough year, you know, for big stories in the news, but also for our clients, which don't make big stories, which is good news for, for those that have issues. But, uh, you know, ransomware is, is going to stick around mm-hmm. and it's going gonna, it's gonna to continue to plague our, our financial institutions. Uh, business email compromises, probably one of the most common. Uh, we do incident response and digital forensics work. So ransomware and, and business email compromises is probably the two largest sources of investigations that we have to do. And, you know, I, I just, it's, it's easy money for the criminals. So I expect more of the behavior and, and not less uh, as, as it relates to, to those risks. So um, yeah, just uh, it's they're all addressable issues, and and usually it's the simple mistakes we miss along the way that lead to an unfortunate occurrence of one of those threats. It is frustrating, you know, as we come out of the pandemic. Hopefully, uh, I just can't wait for this to be over. But you know, one of the so many challenges, but also some great things that have come out of it of just recognizing the power of technology in these tools that. A lot of people, they many were there in banks. They just weren't used by enough customers. And so it has been a wonderful thing where people are realizing, wow, there's so much more here uh, just to make my life easier. But with everyone, too, can bring its own challenges. And so it is that um, uh, care that we always need to have of um, a confidence of knowing that we're doing everything we can, we can as bankers to, uh, to protect this technology, to, to still provide it. But, uh, but it's, it's frustrating that there's bad guys out there that want to misuse all of this. And so it is just a reality. Hey, want to shift just a little bit uh, and get your thoughts around the Federal Reserve's Fedline Assurance Program. would love just to see what you think about it uh, and any thoughts or suggestions you give that you'd give to bankers in Illinois on this. 
Yeah, you know, so it's a it's a unique um, initiative that uh, I guess I would expect to see a little bit more of moving forward. Uh, we've seen this kind of thing in other industries. You know, healthcare has had it for a while, um, especially around meaningful use dollars and some self attestation processes there. A PCI on the on the credit card side of things has a, a very similar self attestation program. And, uh, you know, what I really think the Federal Reserve is looking to do is, is just curb some of the growth in wire fraud, you know, whatever the source of it is, if it's from a, a business email compromise or if it's from a, a bank takeover uh, scenario. I mean, I think of um, Bank of Bangladesh and uh, the Federal Reserve out of New York and uh, those uh, those cyber criminals nearly took a billion dollars and, and, and thankfully, of the 35 uh, transfer requests, only four were successful, uh, lowering that to $81 million loss. So, I, you know, I think those are, those are the type of situations we want to head off our major issues. And so, you know, they've put together a list of questions that we can fill out as a financial institution and attest that we have these things, all which are due by the end of the year. And, um, some some of the customers that we're working with are being asked to have it audited or or looked at by an independent group of people to make sure that attestation has been filled out right. So uh, just caution people, you know, take it real serious, answer the questions honestly, and if you have a weakness, you have a weakness. You identify it, you you resolve it, um, and and keep supporting documents to how how do you know you have this? What did you what did you collect for proof around that? So I. Uh, I, I think that the, they'll take it a little bit more serious next year. This is kind of the, my opinion, the soft rollout of it and, and more questions will be asked. Yeah, that's really helpful. Thank you. Good advice. I want to get back to, as we're thinking about the end of the year, as a lot of banks are going through uh, budgeting, kind of finishing that up. Certainly, I, I think all have set aside money for cybercrime protection, uh, cybersecurity. And it does seem that cybercrime continues to increase, like we talked about, as these Technologies uh, expand and increase and are used more. Unfortunately, those who want to attack are also um, using these or leaning into these a little bit more. I wonder, you know, what uh, financial institutions and banks need to do and what they need to consider just to stay ahead of the trend of this growing uh, cyber crimes. And even as they're looking at, at budgets, what are some of the highest priorities, th- highest priority things they ought to be thinking about? Well, Randy, I, <laughs> I like how. Um... I mean, it is budget season and, and it's tough to solve problems without time and money. So uh, both are both are important to carve out. If you want to be more aggressive at a problem, you're going to have to, you know, have to support it from those perspectives. Uh, and I got lots of technical ideas that come to mind, but what I feel the most strong about is, is really our mindset. I mean, we got to have the, the budget there and, and the tools and the software and hardware, but taking, taking cybersecurity as an issue and making it part of who you are. Um, so kind of like our focus on culture as a, as a bank, we want to be customer, uh, you know, centric and they're number one. And, 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 you know, uh, you know, we just want to have the best service. How does cybersecurity fit into who you are as a company um, I guess I love analogies. Other analogies might be, uh, you know, the new norm. You know, we've used that a lot with the pandemic. You know, how do you make cybersecurity part of your norm? Um, or, you know, health, you, you have a health challenge in your life. How do you have a, 
how do you change your lifestyle to address address it? So find ways to make it part of of the bank. And it is good customer service. It is strategic growth. It is who you are. You care uh, about uh, the, the, the people you serve and, and the money you protect and the, the data for that matter. And so, you know, that's not really necessarily a budgeting item, but I think it's one where we stop treating it like it's a prescription and, and, and find ways to embrace it as a, as a business. And it, it, it's a longer term solution, but like culture, when you invest in your people or your beliefs, you create an environment that just people care to check their email carefully because they understand the issue versus well, if I click on that phishing email, you know, Chad's going to be over here, you know, lecturing me and making me do training videos. And, and, um, you know, so that's my biggest piece of advice, Randy, yeah. it's very prescriptive, but no, I think it's, it's exactly right. And what I'm sensing is it's, it's not enough just to hope, uh, hope this goes away or hope, uh, it affects somebody else and not us that it really does need to be a part of, um, discussion, planning, who we are, that, uh, and I loved what you said too, that uh, it almost becomes this identity of a bank that we want to be that trusted advisor. And part of that trust is we're doing what we need to do to be secure. And we're handling your information carefully. We're protecting it. We're taking all the steps that we need to, to do that. And uh, being proactive uh, in these areas, certainly in the conversation, but also taking steps to get help where we need it. It's one of the things, again, uh, we love about SBS uh, is that there's resources out there that you can turn to to get that advice and get that help and and uh, and find out what what needs to be done. And um, rather than just have it this big, scary uh, cloud out there, uh, break it down into something that, hey, we can do some things and we can take some steps and this can become who we are uh, as, as far as a bank to protect our people and to protect their information. So I think that's, it's very helpful and it really does need to be that mindset that starts at the leadership in banks and, and is embraced by boards and embraced by everybody who works at the bank, that this is who we are because we care about our customers enough uh, to, to continue this. So I think that's, it's super helpful. Well, speaking of that, of planning ahead, uh, the reality is there is still, this, this is scary. And I would love just to kind of get your thoughts of what keeps you up at night as far as uh, cyber concerns and uh, the things that are like, maybe we really don't want to hear, but need to hear. What are some of the things that are keeping you up at night? Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I definitely think about our customers individually and, and, and your members and the challenges that they all face. Um, but they're, I, I feel comfortable addressing those issues with them. What, what really has uh, challenged my thinking, and, and I don't always have real good answers to the problem, are usually the issues that, that make me uncomfortable. But I, I think a lot about, um, well, to use stories you've seen this year, I mean, we saw, you know, the solar winds supply chain attack. Um, you know, that affected a lot of our customers and, and um, you know, national security issue as a whole. Uh, you know, we had the Kaseya um, issue with led to some ransomware infections. You know, that, that definitely affected a bunch of our customers because of a product or a vendor that they have. So those are two you can kind of point to. The, the ones that you don't see as much talked about 
are concerns that I have around our, our core banking relationships or even our managed service providers. You could use either one of those examples, but thinking about the hundreds of financial institutions one vendor cares for, and you know, we get to lift up the hood and kick the tires and see a lot of the things on the inside. And, and there's a lot of work to do around improving security with these legacy systems, they're complex. You know, we keep adding more products together and making them even more complex. And so I see that we're not keeping up with the issues. And, and I worry that um, something like a solar winds could happen with one of these really critical vendors of ours, uh, especially when we outsource you know, it to them and we don't have that, that direct control or that direct insight. Great business decisions, great economics of scale. There's a ton of positives I get, but it's so hard to see what's happening in these relationships. So we need to do more with our vendor management programs. Um, we need to ask better questions. We have to have higher expectations and hold, you know, try to create that accountability. And that's tough sometimes when we're the smaller entity working with the larger entity in, in some of those cases. So um you know, 300 financial institutions in one attack, that's the, the kind of scenarios that I wish I had better solutions for that keep, that keep me up at night, but, but we can do, we can do things about it. We can ask more questions and get, get more involved. But. Well, again, I appreciate all that you all are doing on it and that there are people like you experts who've made this your career, uh, have um, the resources, the team around you to be able to come alongside and help. And it's one of the things that I think can assist our members to be able to sleep better is to know you don't have to do it alone, that uh, there are some great partnerships out there. Our time goes by so fast. I, I always feel like that is with these podcasts, uh, but uh, but do want to just kind of wrap up of maybe getting a last thought or two of um, it's easy to beat ourselves up and we need to do that. So, you know, maybe one or two things that you still see as weaknesses in, as far as uh, banks are concerned with cybersecurity, but uh, then also maybe one or two or three things that you see that they're doing correctly as we kind of wrap up our time. Oh, the, the thing that uh, uh, I like to compliment us on, um, you know, is our compliance focus that we've yes. had. Mm. Uh, you know, I, I know compliance isn't a popular thing and it causes... <laughs> its own challenges, but what our, what our industry has done, you think of a, a business your size in the community, you know, however many employees you have, you look at them and what you do compared to them, even a hospital of similar you know, status in the critical infrastructure, we've done really well in banking, implementing security, budgeting, spending. Um, we, are, we are ahead of other industries. So uh, I do think we need to recognize that and, you know, even hiring dedicated people to, to address these issues. What, what I, around that, that I caution us on is we get very complacent, uh, can, can get very complacent. I don't mean to generalize everybody in that bucket, but, um, you know, it's easy to think of the compliance standard as the ceiling. Like once I achieve it, I'm there. But, yes. but it was a good Forbes article a few years ago. It's really the floor. I mean, this is a good foundation, a good place to build on. But to really look at 
the risk-based approach. What are you doing in 2022 for new strategic initiatives, new technologies? And is that a technology you need additional controls around or isn't it? I mean, really take a look at that, that, that asset-based, system-based risk model and understand you know, what more needs to be done and tailor it to the areas of risk you have instead of trying to blanket security across the board. So um, it, it, is an, it is a very proud industry to work with. I love when I work with my non-banking customers, I love to use all of you as examples of yeah. what we should be. So it's, it's, it's good. That's encouraging. We need to hear that too. And it is easy to, to beat ourselves up. Uh, but then just to be reminded that, uh, you know, we really have taken some great steps and have kind of that natural uh, compliance and um, making sure everything is done properly, that that is part of the DNA of most bankers. And then just to have that flow into cybersecurity discussions as well just makes sense. So, well, Chad Knudsen, thank you so much uh, for joining us on the Bank Leader Link. We're really grateful uh, for your work. Chad is president of SBS Security, Cybersecurity, and uh, uh, they are a wonderful partner of the Illinois Bankers Association. We want to just uh, thank Chad for your time, for your service uh, to our great industry, and want to just encourage any of you. Chad, do you mind just letting people know how they can get a hold of you if they've got questions or what's the best way for them to uh to follow up if there are any questions they might have for you as far as their own cybersecurity. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can find me on my our website, sbscyber.com, uh, but you can also email me, chad at sbscyber.com. And uh, any of you that, that do or have reached out, you know I'm always willing to share my two cents on something. So I look forward to uh, follow us on LinkedIn. We put a lot of uh, security tips and advice out at SBS as well and look forward to, to helping out in the future. Thanks, Chad. Thanks for joining us. Thank you all for listening to Bank Leader Link. Hope you all have a great day and look forward to hopefully talking to you again soon, Chad. Thanks so much. Take care. Okay.